Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to cut so much of that off at the beginning. Um, so let's see how many times I can say, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Um, see, we are back with Weekly Jump, uh, another great episode in the works for you guys. Another week, um, a higher jump. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are still kind of playing around with the format. And with that being said, we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit this week. Um, we have uh, for this episode, we're going to be doing anime, uh, anime, and we're going to be doing anime, then manga, then both of us together, then manga again, then anime again. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to jump in with them. Um, yes. Yeah, but so uh, we've got what we have uh, five, Five things today, and also a giveaway secret hidden somewhere in there. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're new to this, uh, we we have been uh, squirreling away secrets inside of each one of the different episodes so far. Um, that means you kind of have to keep up to date with these if you want to actually be in the drawing for these. Um, because of that, um, and because we've been doing that for a while, we're, we're thinking about switching it up for a little bit. Um, we're not 100% sure. We've been given a couple of like digital freebies, uh, which are really fun. Um, but for this week, uh, we have our our normal thing, normal giveaway. You have two weeks to get in. Um, and this one is really cool. I get this one, uh, really recently. Um, it's a, uh, a couple of wristbands. Um, and they, uh, they are plus ultra wristbands. Oh, uh, they are so dope. Um, from my hero academia, they have, uh, the, uh, uh, goes like exploding, like, uh, grenade things that are around his hands. Cool. Um, so it's, it's really cool. Um, so, uh, I'm not going to give you the keyword yet. Uh, it's going to be somewhere inside of the episode, but, uh, it's, it's going to happen eventually. Anyways, um, my screen time for the week. Let's go ahead and go into it because I got, a, I got a lot to say about this show. Um, the, the show that I'm going to be talking about is Attack on Titan. If you don't know, Have you heard of uh, it? Attack on Titan. Uh, <laughs> Attack on Titan has been around for a hot minute. Um, it came storming into America when it hit Netflix, and a lot of people were not aware of the show um, outside of like the Weebverse, um, where people were like, you know, already fawning over this show. But it really exploded on Netflix. It was a a huge introduction for a lot of people into anime, um, and a lot of people were just uh, already on the train with The Walking Dead and really primed for like the next big zombie thing um and i say that because attack on titan is ostensibly giant zombies that uh these people inside of this kingdom are fighting against um they're big brainless ish monsters um that are uh attacking and they want to eat people but not really because they're gonna I guess, vomit them out because that's how Titans work. Um, there is an incredible amount of lore. Um, it is a, a lot to take in. Um, so with that being said, uh, if you are in the midst of Attack on Titan, um, that's great. You're going to be, uh, pretty up to date with where I am on it. Um, I'm getting ready and geared for the final season to start showing. Um, I haven't started watching it yet. Uh, if you'll know from listening to me before, that's because I like to watch 
watch everything after it's all come out instead of watching it in piecemeal. Um, so I'm going to be waiting until it's completely out to do it. Um, the biggest problem with that is that I was so obsessed with the lore that I got ahead inside of the manga <laughs> and now I know what happens. Um, so I, I really kind of, uh, like, uh, shit the bed for myself for the anime version of it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the opposite side. I've seen the first season and then I don't think I've seen any more of it and I haven't read any yeah. of the manga and I have been, uh, more or less just holding out on it because I originally watched it on net, not a sponsor and uh, did not have a strong connection to like crunchy roll, uh, which I think it's on. And now I, now I do have a stronger connection to crunchy roll. Uh, so I might have to pick it back up, but net, not a sponsor sure has not gotten any more of the seasons. Have they? That's correct. Um, so here's the big thing about Attack on Titan, and I think you should know this going in if you really are completely off the bandwagon. Maybe you're just joining in because you're um, maybe thinking about getting into anime. You want to poke around in it a little bit. You heard that we're doing reviews of shows to kind of see if you wanted to get in or not. Um, Attack on Titan, be aware. Um, there sh- There is a gratuity warning um, with Attack on Titan. If you are like Blake and you have a big problem with seeing people get murdered and also eaten in gratuitous ways you might want to skip this one um attack on titan is brutal let me chime in there because uh i did have a hard time with that aspect of it i think the show front loads a lot of that and then it starts to become more of like a shocking twist event with characters that you know, or like a sort of reminder of the stakes kind of thing. But I had a really hard time with the beginning of this show, but I thought that the premise and execution were good enough that it kept me interested. Uh, So I was able to watch and enjoy the first season. And now I I really have very fond memories of watching it, even though I haven't watched it in a while. And I I obviously haven't watched more of it, Uh, but I intend to watch more of it. So I would say, yeah, it, it gave me a hard time, but you, if you're like me and you have a hard time with those things, you may find yourself able to press on. Yeah. So here's the thing I, I also want to say about Attack on Titan. Be, before you get into it, if you are an anime fan um, and you're just trying to get on Attack on Titan because you've been waiting for the whole series to come out, um, it's a lot. Um, it's one of those that you have to be prepared to get into. Um, it's one of those ones that it, it takes you on a track that is going to run you into, uh, season enders that are huge, huge cliffhangers. Um, so if you are prepared for that at this point and you've been waiting for that, I, I kind of wanted to do that at that point, but I got too, uh, impatient. Um, it's, it's one of those shows that will catch you with that. All being said, uh, attack on Titan is a fantastic show. Um, it is, uh, it not only is the manga great, um, but the anime adaptation is fantastic too. The soundscape inside of the world is really fantastic. The lore inside of the world will keep you guessing and really confused until you find out what's happening and then you'll go, what? Um, and so it's, it will definitely catch you off guard if you're not prepared. Um, the last season left basically everybody who is not caught up with the manga chomping at the bit to the point where they either were going 
going to have to jump ahead um, or they were sitting on their thumbs really, really frustrated, not knowing what was about to happen. Um, there are a huge amount of spoilers that I can give literally from the first episode. So I'd like not to do that here. I would like to just give you like a straight recommendation. Um, it's great. It's a show that you should get into. Um, it's a show that gets better season by season, which is really rare inside of the anime universe. Um, especially they don't skimp on the animation quality. It just keeps on jumping in like leaps and bounds, making it more and more crazy. This was my first a fight sequence. seasonal anime too. So this was when I was like, oh, wow, they're doing it as seasons. That's weird. And now that seems to be the new trend. Mm-hmm. And I think they have really mm-hmm. benefited from being the, the vanguard of that. Yeah. And there's some fight sequences that are, they're easily in my top like 50. Um, uh, I, some, some people rank them in like their top 10 fight sequences inside of anime. Um, there's uh, a character named Levi. Um, he has an unreal fight sequence inside of, I think, season three. Um, it is, he's, he's one of the most interesting characters to watch. And they have a fantastic mechanic, um, inside of the world, uh, that makes their fight sequences a lot cooler yeah, because uh, you're yeah and they also play around with camera angles inside of anime which we don't always talk about but is a really cool thing inside of the show where they um it's it's almost as if they've like strapped a um uh gopro to their head and they're following them around or to their shoulder or right behind them like somebody swinging around right behind them so you feel like um almost uh if if you were somebody watching with like a, a little bit of issues with like m- you know motion sickness it would get you a little bit because <laughs> you are definitely flying around with them it's it's uh if if it was turned into a a ride inside of disney world it would be soren um it it would be one of those things where you're just like i feel like i'm along for the ride and it's one of those that i i i cannot recommend it enough if if you are not grossed out by the thing that i warned you about to begin with uh with all that being said it is definitely one that's jump in worthy um go for it dig in i'm ready for the newest season to come out and with all that being said let's uh let's go into blake's page fit page yeah. flip uh page flipping on the manga called platinum end uh platinum end is actually a manga i've been reading uh but uh long time listeners know that i tend to pick at things very slowly so i have been reading it for a little while but i've only read like four chapters uh and um, when I picked it up, I was like, hey, this looks a lot like Death Note. And there's a reason for that. It is the same creators. Uh, the same writer and artist, I believe, are both returning. This is, uh, I don't know if it's their direct follow-up, but it is in a new and currently ongoing series. Uh, it began in November of 2015. It is running to this day. And uh, Platinum End starts with this guy uh, is a high school age dude who is uh, planning to kill himself. His um, his he, he has a hard past where he lost his family members and he just doesn't feel like he has anything to live for. A guardian angel appears and saves his life. Uh, I think in the midst, I think he like jumps off a building or something and I, she like grabs him and she's like, no, you, you can't kill yourself. You have so much to live for. And in fact, I am going to give you angel powers. So he gets the angel powers of wings, which allow him to fly and move quickly. And also arrows. There are red arrows and there are white arrows. And I might get these mixed up, but I believe the red arrows basically mind control people. 
So you can up to up to like 40 something people, somewhere around there, you can mind control people and then it lasts for about a month. And so you could shoot these arrows at them and have them do what you tell them to do. And then there's white arrows that can just, they just kill on contact. So he now has these two types of arrows and these wings. He has these angel powers. And the reason that he was given these angel powers is because he has been chosen as one of 13 candidates to replace God. God is about to retire in just under a thousand days. And now there is a contest between people chosen by guardian angels to become the new God. Uh, he is, finds himself in this mysterious place. The first chapter is mostly about him getting the arrows and finding out how those work. Uh, you discover, I believe in the first chapter that he is in this contest, but they really, you know, mostly are going to start going into that and shifting the focus of the story to that. Uh, I'm going to echo a review that was included in the Wikipedia page, which is that this, is, this has the vibe of a death game because uh, early on in the show, you see that some of the God candidates are using their powers to basically try and off the other God candidates quickly. And so, uh, our main character is kind of caught in an awkward position because he he feels like he has something to live for now because of the sort of new lease on life that he was given not even necessarily because he has special powers like he he kind of is in an interesting way trying to be altruistic and get by without using his powers and just kind of like reintegrate himself into his life uh, he, he came, you know, to this dark place and then he was pulled back from it. And now he has a new lease on life outlook and he wants to just sort of live his life and be happy. And he's feeling happy for the first time in a long time. But he is also trapped in this death game. He actually tries to, uh, you know, give up his angel powers and his guardian angel is basically like, no, you are one of the candidates. You cannot give up the powers. If you give them up, you will die. And he doesn't want to die anymore. So he's like, ah, well, I guess I'm stuck in this. So there's some interesting tension. Um, it's kind of like a reverse death note where a, a sort of darkly minded high school kid is given supernatural powers that in some ways give him power over life or death. But in this, he wants to avoid using those abilities and would really just like to live a happy life and maybe use them every once in a while to, to sort of like benefit the world around him. Whereas, you know, in Death Note, he goes on like a murderous rampage with a sort of dark goal of fixing crime or whatever. So um, this has some similar vibes, but it does feel sort of like a reverse Death Note. And that does feel appropriate since it's a follow up from the Death Note creators. I will say from my readings, again, four chapters in... I found the first chapter to be a little too dark and it felt dark specifically in that way that like middle schoolers going through a goth phase are dark where like things are really like there's a lot of like suicide and self-harm and like blood and gore and violence and stuff like that. Uh, there was a lot, there was some really uncomfortable violence in the first chapter along with these like this idea of suicide. And so that was kind of tough and just not really up my alley, but it wasn't so off of my alley that I decided to stop reading it immediately like I did with the Chibi Sasuke series. So I, I pressed on and I found these subsequent chapters to be a lot more, uh, they are both a lot more of a standard sort of shonen setup without feeling like a standard shonen series necessarily. 
Um, it doesn't seem like the characters, at least where I am in the story, are going to have varying powers. It seems more like it's going to be cat and mouse games of who can, you know, one up each other and use their powers to get out of a bind or to, to get the jump on another character. Um, and then the, the most recent chapter I read, chapter four, had a really good, like, surprise ending that actually made me excited to read more. So I think it's it has slowly pulled me in. I found the first chapter to be something of a turnoff, but also something of an outlier as related to the tone of the subsequent three chapters that I've read. So I would say this is an interesting series. It is currently ongoing, so it's something you can jump into. It's been going for a while, so there's quite a few chapters. So if you're looking to dig your teeth into something, you may enjoy this. Um, but I... I'm not sure that this is going to be for everybody. Uh, I I just, I think that the first chapter could be something of a turnoff. It also obviously could be something of a trigger for some people. And uh, after that, I would say that uh, you may or may not be invigorated for it. For me, as uh, hard shonen trash, I have found the pacing to be a little slow. And the prospect of not getting different powers for each of the candidates to be something of a disappointment. But I do think that the series is still intriguing enough in its premise that I am excited to see what happens next, particularly given the very last panel of Chapter 4. So, you know, this one's a little bit less of an effusive recommendation, but I would say it's worth checking out to see if you're going to be into this because it's an ongoing series. You can really dig into that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that sounds really interesting, actually. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm more like interested it more into me. it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a death note, uh, purist than some other people are. Um, I think some of the best things about death note are some of my favorite things inside of cinema. Um, and so death note was one of those ones where I was like, I loved it because I followed along with the adventure of not knowing how it was going to end. And then at the end of it, I was like, cool, I'll never watch this again. And <laughs> I'm forced to. Um, not because you were so, like upset or you hated it, but just because like, yeah. you're done. Yeah, and also, like, they had popped the bubble. It's, like, why I don't really want to watch Sixth Sense again. You know, like, there's Mm -hmm. a twist, and if you know it, you're, like, I know it. That makes sense. Um, It's also a pretty common review that Death Note sort of runs out of steam in the second half, and I Mm -hmm. I probably agree with that, although I still did enjoy it more than not. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, before we get into our tag team, uh, I have our giveaway code. Um, This one is going to be um, Boomy Fists. Uh, boomy fists is the uh, the keyword for boomy this like b o o m i m y. You spell it as you want to. Oh. Uh, send it over to me. Maybe um, an avatar I, reference as, in there. <laughs> yeah, just give me just give me gifts on gifts on gifts. Uh, anyways, um, we are going into our tag team. Our tag team of the week is Darwin's Game, and uh, I uh, don't know how I feel about this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest reason why I don't know if I really like the show is that I don't understand the powers okay. at all. So I, I <laughs> actually have a background with this in that this is one that uh, I believe Mother's Basement has made one to two videos on. And I thought that the premise was intriguing. So I've had this on my radar for a while. And that's why I assigned it to both of us. Uh, so Darwin's game, it is, uh, there is a cell phone app that is actually a death game where through some sort of magic or something, you are given a special power and then you are locked into a death game. And that is Darwin's game. So, uh, 
the main character of the series is invited to the death game. He thinks it is a free to play game. He basically loads it because his friend sent him a notification and he's like, well, if it's a free to play game and my friend sent me a notification, maybe it's fun. I'll try it and see. But actually his friend sent it to him because you can send requests to people as a way to get help to survive the death game that you are playing. And uh, now his, uh, now our main character has been roped into it. And the first episode which is really two episodes, honestly. It's an yeah, hour. It's definitely two episodes. Yeah, it's an hour time slot, and you could split it down the middle and have episode one and episode two, but it plays all at once. So uh, you get his first death game where he basically does not know what's happening and is just trying to fight for his life. And then his second death game where that also is still is true, but there's a little bit more information and he knows it's a game now and he's trying to deduce the mechanics. Uh yeah, this is a weird one. I expected to like this way more than I did, but I still liked it. But I maybe liked it more based off of the premise and the promise of the future than the implementation that I watched. And I don't quite know how I feel about it. Yeah, I I sort of felt the the thing that bothered me the most about it was uh, there is a, a lot of comparisons that you all find online between it and Battle Royale. Um, I am a huge fan of Battle Royale. Um, I really love it because it is not about superpowers. It is about people killing other people on an island because they are being forced to. Um, it's so a, it it's deals a with a lot of like precursor to Hunger Games. So if you know Hunger yeah, Games, you're vaguely familiar with that as well. Yeah. So Battle Royale is, you know, it's it's really fantastic because it is it deals with a lot of like psychological ennui uh, about people that are, you know, they they don't want to be a part of this. They are forced into it. This one is like superpower Battle Royale, except for more confusing. Um, and also it it left me uh, a little bit. Uh, there is a there's a battle that takes place in like the first couple of minutes of the episode. Um, it is between a character who has uh, some sort of powers that for some reason he doesn't want to use and somebody who we have no idea what his power is, but it seems that he can turn invisible and also is, uh, I guess, not able to be hit by anything or is invul- invulnerable while invisible. Um, it's very confusing. Um, I, I don't... I don't know why it frustrated me so much because it's just kind of like rule of cool fighting. But I, I think the thing that bothered me the most about it was it, it has all of the hallmarks of being like, um, horror for a moment. And then you're like, it's not horror. And then it has action for a moment. And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, nah, it's not action though. And then it has suspense for a moment. And then you're like, nah. and then it almost has like isekai moments to it when you're just like, ah. and then like it, it, it it's, I think it's just too much of a mashup of too many things to make me really like it. And it doesn't really pick. It's like, it's like pick a lane, you know, <laughs> like I think if I think suspense is the lane and I felt more drawn in by the suspense than it sounds like you did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely the suspense did not catch me as much. Horror and suspense are cousins. And yeah, uh, there's definitely shonen action in it. It is, it is listed as a shonen. I would say the manga is long. It's been running since 2012. It is currently ongoing. There are 21 Mm -hmm. collected volumes. Uh, The anime is short. It's 11 episodes, sort of 12, if you consider that the first episode is basically two with no episode break. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this could have additional seasons. The the anime came out uh, early this year. just ran for the first couple of months of this year. So... This is real, real hot, real fresh. 
anime goodness, but the manga has been going for a, a while. Um, yeah. I think the premise is really exciting. The idea that you can get special powers, it seems like the special powers are going to have an interesting system. But I, I agree with you. I, the first episode, um, it's predicated on the idea that we are learning about this game with the main character. And the main character does not know what's going on and nobody wants to tell him and there is not a wiki. So it can be kind of tough to follow because you just don't know what the rules are. And I I think one thing that we really like is when people have special powers and then you know what the rules of those powers are and then you see them use those powers with rules that you understand in a way that's exciting and feels fresh. Uh, yeah. So, so here's the, here's the last thing about this. And I know that I'm, I'm soapboxing a little bit about this show. And I think the reason why I'm soapboxing about it a little bit is that I've seen this premise, both of the pieces of this premise done almost to perfection in two different things. Battle Royale, I've already talked about. I love Battle Royale. Um, the other Two, though, are about the video game in the real world that is messing with people in a certain way. There are two really fantastic other forms of media that do this in really cool ways. One is called Rabbits. It is a podcast, and it is about these people that are playing a real-world video game and trying to figure out what is going on inside of it. Um, and the it like starts to spin out inside of like this. You know, it's got all of these different theories and um, like weird world building that it has all this tension and build and build and build. Where like I wanted that inside of this series. The other one is called OA. Uh, it's the second season, I think, is the season that has it inside of it, but it does a really cool spin. I don't know if you've watched it. It's on Net, not a sponsor. Um, it's a a really weird spin, and you don't really understand what's happening inside of the world. Um, but it is it it, it plays around with this uh this idea that the you know these these some of these people are connected in a way that you don't completely understand um it it had some it had some real weird hype to it inside of the first season um because it had uh some connections to some some really messed up stuff um but with all that being said it it is a really it it does it in a very good way where it it takes like the uh the spin of having to understand a um a video game that is happening in real life and somebody connecting to it okay so okay so i would say yeah last word for me this is a show that i want to see more of but i'm not chomping at the bit to see more of and I am potentially more interested in the premise. I don't think that the first episode blew the premise, which I, you know, the premise drew me to wanting to watch this. I think the first episode does a fine job of fulfilling that premise without really hooking me hard, like some of the other shows that we've watched on these Monday shows recently. Uh, but the premise is still, you know, shiny enough that I'm intrigued by it. And I'm probably going to mm-hmm. want to watch more of this, but I don't think I'm going to be yeah. like, sitting down to watch more of it this week. Yeah, I I think this one this is definitely on the list of needs roughing up. Yeah, um, it, it's so, also got a lot of violence and murder of characters, so you know that rubs me the wrong way. I I was able to push past it because I think the premise is just that good. Yeah. Okay. That takes us into uh, my suggestion for best new manga I've read in a really long time. Wow, I'm and so I excited know, to hear. 
I know about Kaiju number eight. I know how good it is. We just talked about it. Um, but I, uh, read for my page flips this week, Mashal, Magic and Muscles. And it has so many things inside of it that I was like, okay, number one, comedy right there with one punch man. It is like, yeah, the, I've heard the this, style of comedy. The reason I assigned this to you was I had heard it being compared to Mob Psycho 100. Mm, yeah, Mob Psycho 100 is a good representation of it too. It has, uh, Mob Psycho has some humor to it that's like that. Um, but it, it, it reminded me more of One Punch Man humor. Um, and here's the reason why. Um, so inside of this universe, magic is everywhere. And the reason that magic is everywhere is because they decided that, um, if you are inside of this world and much like My Hero Academia, where everybody is just like, most people have a quirk. In this world, almost everyone can use magic. So think about it if, like, Voldemort got his wish and (laughs) everybody got wiped out that was a muggle. But not home. And if you were... Well, seriously, if you're born without a mark, they removed you from the gene pool. Oh, cool. Um, So, like... So they like actually were committing genocide of, you know, an entire uh, part of the planet that doesn't have the ability to use magic. So there is this character named Mash um, and Mash uh, is the most weightlifty weightlifter who ever weightlifted a weightlift. Um, He uh, he is he picks him up and he puts him down. huh? Yeah, it's is he's he's such a funny character because um the the first time that you were introduced to him he's just like weightlifting in the in the uh woods and he's just like okay i guess i'm done for the day and then he just sets it down and then he eats a cream puff and then he walks into his like father's house or grandfather they call him a couple things but really he's like the adopted father of this character um and what he does first is he's just like i love my son mash but this world is full of magical people and he's not one of those magical people so he's not allowed to go in and he's interrupted by mash ripping the door off its hinges and he's just like why did you do that and he's like well i didn't know i forgot if it's push or pull so i just ripped it off and he's just like oh you idiot and then he's just like i'm sorry and he's just like oh i forgive you because you're such a good person and he's like yeah i'll put it back on its hinges and then he turns it sideways and smashes it through the door hole and he's just like why did you do that and he was just like i couldn't remember if it was the right way to do it this way or not. Um, he's just, it's just like a ridiculous character and the reaction shots are so perfectly timed that it's just fantastic. Anyways, um, Mash goes into town and he is spotted as not having a mark of somebody that has magic um, because he was, he, he was specifically told not to go into town. And he's like, you know, not to go into town. And he's like, yes, I know not to go into town. And then after he leaves, he's just like, but I'm hungry, so... And then, like, next shot, he's just like, I'm in town. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just, like, wandering around. He gets, uh, gets, like, a couple of cream puffs, and then he goes back home. 
but because he was noticed in town of not having a mark, um, he, he, his, like, they are accosted by, like, the magical police. Um, there's a lot of different jokes that are gonna happen in this. Um, there's, there's a lot of really good comedic timing inside of this first chapter. And I, I really don't want to give you anything past that because I have read the next 10 chapters. What? Because it is one of those that I was just like, I picked it up and then I was just like, I'm into it. I'm just going to read it until I'm up to date with it because it, it completely drew me in. It is fantastic. And at the end of the first episode, um, MASH is just like, okay, I'll go join ostensibly Hogwarts inside of this world. And so he's just like the super muscly guy going to Hogwarts. And it's just, it's so funny and just I, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of this manga. Um, I cannot wait for it to be turned into an anime. Um, it, it, it has to be done by the same people that did the first season of One Punch Man, or I will be super upset. Um, because it is just perfect for them or Studio Bones. Always Studio Bones. Do it Studio Bones. Studio Bones. Um, we're, we're real but, boners uh, over here. So, you know, you said it in the worst way. What? What are you? What are you? Um, God, what is his name? The the Bluth son that's just like, I blew myself. I'm just all boned or up over that, here, Spencer. That's all I'm saying. God, what is his name? No, he's not a Bluth it's son. Ju- he married. Uh, it's, uh, it's Tobias Fuque. Tobias. Tobias Fuque. And he's just like, I blew myself. I, <laughs> I blew myself. He's also a never nude. Anyways, not really. He's the first um, analogist. But- <laughs> anyways um this one is a definite jump in um get onto it now it is fantastic it is um and it sounds it, like it's it, only 10 11 chapters deep right no it's 36 oh, okay. um so i'm not completely caught up i i started reading it um when i i found out it was assigned to me um and then every piece of spare time i've had i've just been <laughs> opening up my app to read it that's awesome um, so it's i'm so glad it's you that like good it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those ones that has made me audibly guffaw while reading it, which <laughs> is difficult to do for a manga. Um, and I don't know if I've done that since I was first reading One Punch Man, um, just because like One Punch Man just made me laugh so hard um, inside of the manga at all times. Yeah. Um, but with all that being said, we have one more piece, which is uh, Blake's screen time of the week. And I've never heard of this one. Okay, uh, this is a show called The Devil is a Part-Timer. Um, I had heard of this one in that sometimes I go on to streaming services that I have and I just look through the anime section. And if a show's premise sounds interesting, I will put it on my list. I don't watch it because that's not how I am, but I put it on my list. So I have it for later. This has been on my list for a long time and several times I have returned to it and been like, this doesn't seem after all like something I'm going to like. Then someone in our Discord brought it up. That person, Mithrandiel, mentioned that we should check this show out, and I assigned it to myself. I assigned it to myself expecting to hate it because it is an anime comedy, and I generally don't like anime comedies. It also seems kind of slice of lifey. Um, I loved this show. <laughs> I wanted to watch more of it. I only watched the first episode. I was excited to watch more of it, but just the time of day when I was watching it, I wasn't able to watch another one. So uh, here's what first this show caught me way off guard by opening with a dope ass shonen sequence. And I was not expecting this. This has Sakuga, which is a high quality animation in spades. Spencer, you should watch the first two to five minutes of this show because it is just a fantasy battle of epic proportions. 
it is it's basically a prologue. And what has happened is that there is a world, uh, a, a fantasy world called Ente Isla. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it because I watched the sub. Um, basically, it is a, a big island in the middle surrounded by four islands uh, in the cardinal directions that may make kind of a cross. And the big island in the middle is ruled by Satan. And he has four demon generals. And he sends each demon general to one of the surrounding islands with an army to conquer it. Uh, A hero rises on one of those islands and leads a counter push that clears three of the four invaded islands. And now that they have some, some leeway, they invade the central island to try and take Satan down. The hero arrives at Satan's castle. Satan and one of his generals, Alciel, who was pushed back onto the island, uh, are fighting up against the hero's forces. And the hero is about to land a terrible blow on Satan when he realizes that he needs to retreat. He is going to return someday and definitely take over the world. But uh, they've won the battle for now. He and his general Alciel retreat through a portal and find themselves in modern day Japan. Modern day Japan is not a magical world, and so they are no longer magical. Uh, what? <laughs> there is not enough magic alive in our modern world. So they have basically Alciel has essentially completely lost his magic and Satan has limited magic. And he, he comments several times that he needs to uh, concentrate on holding it in himself and only use it sparingly and in emergencies because there might not be enough magic ambient in our world for him to gather the magical power to open a portal back to his own world again. Oh, God. (laughs) Now they are two high school doofuses who speak a different language and who have completely different values, largely because they are used to being demonic rulers instead of high school nobodies. (laughs) What is the show? So Satan and his general quickly learn Japanese because they're, you know, semi-magical beings and get a shitty apartment (laughs) And Satan gets a part-time job at definitely not McDonald's, which is, is why the devil anime, is a part-timer. Is this anime written by Seth Rogen? It's <laughs> so good. This, like, be honest with me, Spencer. This sounds like something I would despise. Oh, I, sort of. But at the same time, I'm like, if you just hit me with that premise. The premise <laughs> is like, great. I would not think it was an anime, by the way. Like, yeah. Just hearing it out loud is just like, oh, what? What? <laughs> so, so the premise is super good. And uh, it just it has that anime comedy thing that Spencer and I have not. We've been burned before. And I generally, when I've watched anime comedies, I have it has failed to make me laugh and failed to grab me. And without a correspondent dope-ass shonen feature, I just, I don't give a shit. Uh, this is a comedy out and out, and it's hilarious. And a lot of the comedy is just derived from this, like, bombastic, demonic ruler being forced to work in this world. But also, he's kind of a great person. Like, Satan's a really cool guy. 
it I did a little bit of like looked at the the episode descriptions on the app after I watched the first one and I looked at a little bit of the plot summary on Wikipedia and it sounds like the premise is oh, oh at the end of the first episode by the way this is a mild spoiler the hero has also come to earth and she has found satan and it seems like they are going to be forced into different interesting scenarios where she will be confronted with the fact that maybe Satan's not a bad guy after all. And he will be confronted with the fact that maybe he is friends with the person who has, you know, led the armies against him. Uh, So I think that's where the series is going. It also looks like the series is going to involve other celestial beings and powerful characters from their world, finding them in the real world and confronting them. And it sounds like there might even be some shonen-style goodness in the future of this series. But it does not sound like that's the focus of the series. And I don't care. It was so good. I wanted to watch more of it. I could absolutely see myself running out of steam. Because as I've said, these kinds of comedies and slice-of-life stories generally don't hit well for me. The first episode hit so well that it would take a few episodes of just kind of like running into the tropes and and constant you know common stations of this genre for me to start to lose interest but i could totally see myself being carried through uh the anime series is pretty brief uh so let's see there's there've been a, quite a few adaptations actually so the anime adaptation is a 13 episodes it only it only ran for 13 episodes and it's actually from 2013 this is not recent we just did it because of a recommendation um, so I don't know that a second season is forthcoming. It's been a while, but the 13 episodes, that's pretty bite-sized in the grand scheme of anime series. So if you are intrigued by this at all, you should check it out. And if you, like me, do not think you would be intrigued by this, you should check it out. Watch the first episode, see if it grabs you, because goddamn, it grabbed me real hard, and I'm I'm into it. Uh, this is also based off of a light novel series that has 27 books published between 2011 and 2020. So if you are into light novels, you can dig into this thing. And it looks like The Devil's Part-Timer was given a manga adaptation that started in 2012. And it continues to this day, currently sitting at 16 volumes. A manga adaptation of a high school spinoff looks like it ran for five volumes between, between 2012 and 2015. And some other manga, I can't tell how it relates exactly, uh, started up in 2009 and is currently running. So there's a lot of this series out there in various different forms. Unfortunately, the anime seems to only have run for 13 episodes, and it, it, I would say that a second season would be a bit of a random choice at this point, given how long it's been since the first season came out. But, uh, man, that first episode, really good, high quality, very well done, good voice acting, high-quality animation. They had a Sakaga-filled shonen at the beginning that I did not expect, and then the rest of the Slice of Life stuff was just totally lovely, very well done. Um, God, this was such a surprise. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for that uh, that suggestion, because uh, I'm really happy that I got to watch this. All right. Well, with all that being said, stick with us after the credits, and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. Well, actually not. We'll just be telling you a secret to life. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 
13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Viz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with Comic Book Keepers, where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Rolled Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind podcast network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com. We'll see you next week, and until then... Look, if you don't have magic, you cannot skip Arm Day. I'm serious. You cannot skip it. (laughs) 